Can I say we'll give it up? Michael Lander. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. How we doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Everything all right? Uh, can't I'm, complain. Okay, good. I've invited you here to talk about your life. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. You ready? I, I hope you plan to drink more for the last <laughs> next couple months. <laughs> I went on Facebook to see where you were from because I thought you had a connection to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I do. You do? Sure. But you grew up here. Absolutely. I want to know the music that was playing in your house when you were growing up. What was inspiring? Mm. And when did you find your instrument? Um, well, you know, around my house, mainly I grew up with my mom uh, and my sister. So that meant uh, a lot of that music. There was a, um, a lot of pop music. Mm-hmm. You know, so so put, a, put a year on this so we can all. Well, so, okay. Say when I start remembering things, mm-hmm. you know. When I started making memories, probably yeah. about 85 to 87, 87, somewhere in there. Okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of, what well, we got there? We got, a, <laughs> you know, Meekum's just being impeached here in the Valley. And we got like a, some Whitney Houston's huge. Yes. We got a. I want to um, dance with somebody. I want to dance. <laughs> you know, um, DJ Quick, uh, Young MC. Yeah. Um, the hip hop station, KZZP. No, that that's not right. That was the other station, um, 104.7, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, KZZP, I think. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, you know, played some decent hip-hop. And, okay. Uh, so around my immediate house was that. But my grandma, my mom had a country music phase, like uh, modern country music. And then my grandma always listened to old school country music. My dad listened to classic rock. My mom as well. Yeah. Um, so there was always, you know good music playing at least the classic rock station as well and uh my dad um a lot of the classic rock that kind of led me down to finding what i was into um and then my dad was also a big bluegrass fan and Mm. was a banjo player is a banjo player was a banjo is he ain't playing it much anymore and so dad (laughs) if you listen to this you gotta pick that thing up um so this is a call so when i started playing music well i played saxophone in the band up until okay. uh eighth grade and you All know right. the first couple of years i just watched the guy next to me and I just, watching his fingers yeah couldn't read the music I was just <laughs> watch it but i could i could follow pretty right, good right, right and then after that i realized that wasn't working anymore and then i wrote the letter names above the notes and then i had the teacher come around and be like what what are you doing? And uh, can't do that. And then I learned to read music. And then I decided I, if I was going to play it, I was going to, I wanted to learn how to play it. Like not yeah. just read music, but I wanted to play it. So I took one lesson here in the Valley at the music store in Mesa. And uh, he told me, you have to learn all the notes and all the chords and you have to learn all these scales. And all. Mm-hmm. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It was like one lesson. You go, yeah, here, here's your next year. And right. just learn this. Right. And so I, uh, talked my dad in to get me a guitar <laughs> and uh, you know he he played guitar as well and uh, taught me all my basic chords and we started with the bluegrass songs just three chord things and 
I remember thinking like I'm never gonna be able to change chords fast enough to yeah. play a song. And, right. Um, all right. So hold on. Hold on. Pause. 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 <laughs> because all right. So you went. So all right. So you got into saxophone because I'm assuming at some point in your in your grade school years they're like all right we you know you want to be a part of the band pick an instrument you, right and then the teacher played all the instruments he was a really right. cool band leader at a, my school there and he played you know here's the flute here's the trumpet here's mm-hmm. the set and when he played the saxophone it was a soprano or not soprano but a tenor tenor no uh, uh alto. a berry alto jesus christ god can That's we get the one to I it played. <laughs> anyway so uh and he said and he played something and i was like wow what the fuck and was he said, that well, he's like that was just a little bit of a blues thing and i remember that stuck in my head i didn't know what the blues was at uh-huh. the time but i was like yeah that whatever was that what was struck me and yeah. it was weird because at the time and uh thereafter for the next couple of years i remember this as a kid i'd have dreams where i was on the playground uh-huh. and i'd be like i'd be playing the trumpet and I'd, I'd get up on like the picnic table and I'd play this trumpet and people would crowd around and I was just playing it <laughs> and you know, and, but I played the fucking saxophone. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Now I look around and I go, I'm hauling an amplifier. Why did I fucking play the trumpet? Stick with you the know? trumpet, bro. The load in is way easier. Oh, Come on, man. I, I missed my calling, but you know. <laughs> Here we are. So, all right, so so you went through a variety of of other instruments mm. before you got to the guitar. But I want to pause again. Mm-hmm. We're jumping too far ahead. <laughs> I want to get b- go back a little bit, and I want to know if you have any early memory of a record or a band or a sound. Um, you know, my mom her favorite band was always like um as far as my recollection goes and hers may and everyone's may be different but it was like marshall tucker band really was like the thing when it got much she'd go there's also stories of her getting up on stage with uh, zz top in high school and uh uh but you know in my house um the things that really got me, I guess, you know, Marshall Tucker Band's always stuck it with me because it was a favorite of my my mom's, and uh, uh, my I had a babysitter. Okay. Now this is this is a big one, Miss Pat, and she this was in Kingman, Arizona, and uh, Miss Pat, whenever she would get down, she would listen to um, Waylon and Willie. Ah, uh, yeah, the Waylon and Willie record. Yeah, and it was always a thing that, and still to this day, that one Stardust, just like you know, something's going on. You just need to stop and and listen. Mm. It doesn't get much better than that. So that was a big influence. You know, some of that old country stuff, uh, the real, you know, the real shit. Willie Nelson. I mean, if you know, since that day, it's like. You know that voice in a second. Right, so, right. You know, that really caught me early. But, um, how, but, but I'm sorry, but how, how does a young kid who lives in West Phoenix, mm-hmm. how do you get to where you are now? Okay, so I'd say I started playing bluegrass with 
my dad that's like uh would have been uh, high school but in, mm-hmm. uh, in junior high especially uh you're coming of age and uh, i found my nice little group of freaks and we got into uh it's where we really started getting into the, like the classic rock because all our parents were hippies and yeah um so you know so like, you were feeding off of that well there's like the, the jokes like you know what what do you um uh, what do you do when you find a girl that's really into the doors? <laughs> I'm dying to hear the punchline. You got to check her ID because you know, like <laughs> that's right around the right time. Because uh, you know, it's the Lizard King is so so prolific to teenage girls. But you know, after that, and I love the doors. Don't get right, me wrong, but right. you know, there's something about that. Those leather pants. And, oh my god, Lizard King, uh, man. You know. So anyway, but around that time, I got into the Grateful Dead. This is high school. This is junior high. Junior high. And um, <clears throat> Jefferson Airplane and Frank Zappa. Yeah. And that really, you know, it was the grunge movement was happening. And I just couldn't stand it. I just couldn't. Interesting. I couldn't get into it. And now a lot of it that I listen back to, I listen to Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, and I, it's nostalgic now, so I appreciate it on a level that I didn't at that time. But at that time, I couldn't fucking give a shit about that. It right. wasn't until, like, I don't know, I think Rage Against the Machine, yeah. Tool, and even Sublime, I'll, I'll say, you know, like, when that stuff came out, it was something different that interested me. But at that time, The Dead, mm. Mm. Jefferson Airplane was key in the hmm. before The Dead, actually, and it's an interesting thing. But uh, And then Zappa... And then I just went. Jesus, Zappa. Yeah. Well, and then I got to high school, and uh, I was into all this shit, and I found all these other crazy motherfuckers that went into this stuff too, and like Black Flag, Butthole Surface, like the punk thing, which I always, yeah. you know, I could get, I can identify with that because oh, really? it was well, because it was, it's just same as Rage. It had, it had passion behind it. Yes. It, it meant something. It okay. wasn't just, you know. It wasn't just right. you know, huh. flanneled because flannel's fucking cool. Uh, right. Um and oh my God. so then I got into I had two friends and they both had the complete recordings of Robert Johnson. And, oh god. And I heard that and I I didn't know what to do with myself. And the one friend was a bass player and he's from Michigan. He knew every Willie Dixon bass line. Really? And so I'm starting to play guitar and I'm, you know, so I get into the blues and he showed me Howlin' Wolf and Muddy and uh, Clarence Gatemouth Brown. And I was just reeling in this organic thing. This, what, you know, makes any good music just this, God, and it just blew, it still blows my mind when I listen too it's like you you i mean i have a a number of friends who as soon as they heard that music they understood the truth right Mm -hmm. like that for them was the beginning of everything they could see the beginning of rock and roll through those musicians I I can't say that that was my experience. Sure. But what I think is interesting is that, you know, a young kid in western Arizona hears 
this music and understands that this is the tr- this is the truth. Well, yeah, I don't know if I understood anything. I just, you know. Well, it spoke to you. Maybe I, not understood. I started you- smoking weed like in seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, hanging out. And me and my friends would have these long conversations. We'd yeah. listen to something and go like, how did that make you feel, man? Okay. You know? yeah. And so. Yeah. And there, I think that's that's key to like, because I just didn't give a shit about anything else. I just, you know, I heard it and I, I don't, you know. I didn't understand anything except I want to know how that works and I want mm. to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and now I can see um, the roots of it all. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, like the Stones and the Beatles. I mean, that's part of everybody's family. Right. You know, like I grew up with all, you know, classic yeah. rock and, songs, and all these guys and Zeppelin, they'll tell you, you know, well, Zeppelin stole a lot of shit. You know, right. Willie Dixon is the guy that, uh, anyway. So, I don't know if I understood anything except for this spoke, is fucking incredible. And, and I want it spoke to, do to this. you. Yeah. Right. It spoke to you. Which is interesting because I have to go back on what you said. Because, and I, I've said this for years and it's, it's true. I remember hearing Louis Armstrong as a young child hmm. and understanding right away that this man is having way too much fun and i gotta <laughs> i need to i need to get in on the, the, whatever this, this is, is. <laughs> like uh this man is is just he's having a he's, fucking ball every note that he plays he means yeah. and everything that he does is wonderful and i want to be like that when i grow up right you know all right. i wanted to be was an artist since i was yeah. a child i i draw you know yeah yeah yeah. and uh and so, that's all i ever you know i never there was nothing else it was like i was oh, I'm gonna be an artist but i didn't ever think of music was yeah gonna be the thing so how at what point did you experience music in a way where you're like i want to be a part of this thing i you know i didn't even really attribute this till i guess now that we're talking about being down here in my old neighborhood i walked in this apartment and i was like i've lived in this apartment before and it's just reverse my old place and when i was a kid i lived right down the road but uh the place before that actually i was over by the camelback golf course Mm -hmm. wherever that is it was off camelback and probably i want to say 35th or 43rd maybe 43rd and 51st somewhere in there anyhow yeah Yeah. we're back there and i was going to uh the tomahawk school it was right down the street anyhow um i had a neighbor and uh, my mom was always like well nosy neighbor you know nosy (laughs) mexican lady jesse valenzuela she was wonderful she loved us and we went over there and hung out but her son had a band and they practiced in the in the garage uh and uh, they had a female drummer, and she had a mohawk. Oh. And uh, I was, you know, I was in first grade, and I was like, <laughs> I'd go over there, and I'd, I'd watch them practice. And they would let, <laughs> let us kids, like a couple of us little kids right in there, but they'd like open that side door, and they'd let us stand there and watch them. Yeah. And uh, it was good, you yeah. know, it was rock yeah. and roll. Right. And uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. I, I I wish I could remember his name. I just remember her, <laughs> his mom's name, Jesse, Jesse Valenzuela. If you're out there, you know, 
Thank I mean, you. Because, yeah, thanks. You know, <laughs> and uh, I remember we watched them and they hadn't practiced in a while, but I could see through the, the window and the side door that there were still drums in there. And I went and asked Jesse, I was like, you know, do you think I could have them drums? And I had my other friends that would come watch. They got these plastic uh, little Stratocaster yeah. guitars. And I was like, we're going to fucking make this happen, you know. <laughs> I'm going to play the guitar. And uh, you, one of you guys play the drums. And yeah. uh, someone will pick up the bass. And we'll, we'll do this. Never, you know. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, really got me in. This is like right. first, first grade. Yeah. Second grade. Would have been second grade. Anyhow. Yeah. All right, so, so it was something like right away that it was like, oh God. And Louie, like I said, that that's it was it for me. I was like, yeah. I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta I gotta get in this club. I gotta right. I gotta figure this out. Right. You know? How do I do this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another. So did you did you go to college uh for music or not or <laughs> well, fuck no. <laughs> Well, you know, I I went to high school on the west side, and I I always, you know, I tell my kids in the best way it's like, well, I only went for three years because that's all he really needed, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I had a I had a kid at seventeen, and so uh, come my junior year of high school, you know. I had some things to do, and I was right. kind of way behind on school. I was never really good at school. <laughs> I failed art class in high school. Failed and, art class? You know, until I petitioned the art teacher. I said, you got to put me in advanced art. <laughs> she said, okay. And then they did. You know? <laughs> I had, anyway, it just goes to show. I did. It was the first time in my life. I was a sweet kid. I was a perfect child. Perfect yeah, I child. I yeah. was. Just an angel. I'm still a sweet and perfect child. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But... um. <laughs> It was the first time in my life I realized I I didn't have to give a shit and uh, uh and I powerful moment I could do what I I want and uh, yeah I was real smart I was real smart but anyway <laughs> I dropped out of high school I I went to work with my dad in a wood shop we, we made cabinets and uh, got my GD and I was scored really well I learned everything yeah. I needed to well yeah well, you know <laughs> well. and then I went to Roberto Venn here in yeah. town to learn to build guitars yeah um, was like my trade school and so I did that and that was incredible and you know I think that put me I didn't realize more that. on the path of becoming a musician than I realized it because I was a woodworker and I knew that I could I could do this and uh, I had you know, some friends that pointed me in that direction and uh and I got there, and really, what I did is meet other musicians and yeah. realize that that's really where I wanted to be. And uh, did and you complete that? Happened. Did you complete that 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 school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. It's can, a, can you talk to me about that? I mean, I'm curious. As a guitar player, mm-hmm. um, I it's would, like a five month course. You build an acoustic and an electric, right? And uh, it's an incredible school full of incredible people john reuter is still to this day one of my good friends i well at least i feel he's a good friend i don't know he yeah. thinks about me you know he's probably like oh that guy <laughs> that keeps calling guy. me god damn he anyway, went to again. <laughs> uh, but you know like between john and uh william eaton is a i don't know do you know william eaton i don't he's another one in this town if if you don't know we're we'll go through that later please do he's a built these incredible harp guitars and, yeah and uh crazy instruments yeah and is just a very eclectic and wonderful person 
um, Harvey Missoula, Joe Valley, a lot of these people that are part of this yeah. music family in Arizona. The, that the, uh, the fabric. And uh, so it was a, you know, I was just a boy. Yeah. And uh, I was the youngest uh, graduate at that time. Well, I graduated at 18. And uh, it was it was incredible. So mm-hmm. to, you know, learn to build instruments and also just be put into a, a group of weirdos from all over the country. You know, that's just what I needed. Is it like finding your tribe? Well, in a sense, I guess, uh, because I was doing something right and also mm. found more weirdos that I wanted to be around, yeah. you know, and it led me towards Tempe. I was still living on the West side. And after that I started playing out and, uh, there was nothing to play out on the West side. Right. So I'd have to go to Tempe and I, uh, and what years was this? God damn. <laughs> I want to say 98, 99. Okay. Late nineties. So still kind of, at the at the tail end of the Mill Avenue scene, so sure. Long Wongs was happening, Nita's mm-hmm. was happening. Right, um, I was playing at the Salem. Salem and Priceless Three, this little dive. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Really great dive. I love um, dive bars. Uh, me too. I do I love too. Them. I don't go into this place anymore. But, um, Does it, it still exist? It was a exist? great place. I, yeah, I just drove past the other day. And I was no really shit? surprised. It was a it was a great place, and they they let us just you know freak freely. It was yes, and I was you know terrible most of this time, yeah. you know when it really comes down to it. Let's right. be honest. Let's let's do it. I was uh, you know I was terrible, but I needed to have those experiences sure. to be. You got that. Who, you have to be terrible, and anybody getting out there and just starting to play music, you have to realize that you know. And I thought I was great still, and that's what you need. <laughs> Is that confidence? Confidence that, is that key. blind confidence. <laughs> it was like I'm going to take over the world with this band. These guys are great. You know, it's like I didn't even have a fucking tuner. You know, like uh, anyhow. But you know, you got to pay your dues. That's that's, that's well. Key. This is a this is a definitely a topic that I want to talk about. But all right, so can I just ask you kind of a side a side. Uh, note question mm. which is how I, i'm a fan of the grateful dead nice I i'm am. glad to hear that because otherwise this interview it would be over, over. yeah yeah <laughs> i but i got to them late i never saw the dead live i neither did i really i never saw jerry yeah me neither and you know the dead died with jerry uh the real grateful dead yes of course and the rest i'm Hoping to go see a dead, dead company. company with my cousin bought me a ticket. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I'm, man, it's, it's a dead cover man. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that died with Jerry and mm-hmm. I'm happy to go see him and I can be a part of the thing. And right. I, I think that right. it's great that they're carrying that on. I don't, I'm not taken away from what right that is because it is important right that they carry it on in some way. But yeah. the Grateful Dead died with Jerry. Jerry was the um, shining star. He was the soul, the heart and soul. How much LSD were you taking in your life, Brian Chartrand? Not one tab. Not one? Not one. That's too bad. I know. Well, no, not, you know, I'm just joking people out there. (laughs) 
Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, well, you know, well, all right. I smoked uh, weed, you know, uh, as a teenager and I grew it. But you and, never did a, even a, over there in Germany and no. you're out in some yurt somewhere no. in mushrooms. No, nothing. nothing. I'm no like hallucinogens. The, I'm like the straight, the straight, the well, straightest you know, like, cat. And well, I, I feel like a piece of shit for asking this and relating this to the Grateful Dead because, but at the same time, I'm not off. Because, but is uh, it is it is that the thing? Well, I feel like that's that culture that um, helped me to find that, mm. mm-hmm. as opposed to that music. You know, helps you find that right that culture. But um, right, um, there's something in that together. I, I get um, it. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally I'm get just, that. Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, yeah, because uh, it w- there, there, there was, is something there. there if you ever, you know go out to the desert sometime and you know just really really look at the stars you know it's a it, it, it just might might change my mind some shit. Fuck you up, man. Fuck you up. but i tell you but i but i but i do pride myself on this is that i found that that music spoke to me yes and it's all about the music that's it right right yeah. And I, you know, and I, I joke, up, but it's it is all. the music that really is important. It's and I grew up in New England, right? Mm-hmm. So which which is like, you know, relatively sterile. As far, I'm, you know, I wasn't in um, uh, San Francisco. Where did, or, Where did you grow? Western Massachusetts, very rural. What's the town? Uh, South Hadley, Massachusetts. South Hadley, Massachusetts. South Hadley, Massachusetts. So, yeah. this reminds me of something. Oh, please talk. So, uh, you know, in all my great journeys after I had, and so my first band was Now I Cook with Gas. And I had all these people. And I, and then I went, I fired all of them. <laughs> and I, I said, I'm going into, I went acoustic. And I went, I'm just going to play by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I found actually another friend that, and I started a little acoustic band called uh, American Remains. And um, uh, so American Remains went on. It was just a six string and a 12 string and a mandolin. And then eventually I met a, a bass player. And the bass player came around and he started playing with us a little bit. And then that band dissolved. And uh, me and the bass player had a, we went back and did some, anyway. And then we had a band called Horchata, right? <laughs> and Horchata was a band where uh, it was upright bass or bass, electric bass sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drums and guitar. And we didn't know what we were going to play. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything. We didn't know a song. Like walking in. And they just, just walked in. Just go. And I was like, hey, give me a beat in the drum. <laughs> and the but, I'd be like, how about an A? Okay. I don't know. No and shit. then we would just play. No. And we'd make it up. Oh my and, god. And uh and then sometimes we'd get close enough to a song that we all knew and we went, okay, we'll see. And I felt like this was kind of like Mike trying to figure out the Griff Dead thing. Right? Oh my god. And uh nothing. We knew nothing. <laughs> and we played for a while. And then I've had this effect on two da- different bass players. Oh my my first bass player and then this guy. And uh, what they did is they, I called them for a gig and they didn't answer the phone anymore. And then they decided that they weren't even going to play the bass 
anymore in their life. <laughs> and they sold their bases. They're like, we're and out. They decided that they were going to like go into either air conditioning and construction. Those are the different, or water delivery, the second one. So, but then Jesus this motherfucker, it was still one of my best friends, the second guy. And uh, the second guy, he decided, I'm going to deliver water. I'm going to sell my upright base, my electric base. I'm out of it. I'm not doing this anymore. God damn it. And so he wouldn't even hang out with me. And then he came back around and we started hanging out again. And he said, well, I've been playing music, but this, this guy, I got to, you know, I met this guy out uh, on, you know, out places I was out hanging out and he's got some singer songwriter stuff. And, um, I, I uh, just went in and recorded some bass lines for him. I'm like really um who is this guy and uh, i didn't re- remember this you know but his, his name was brian chartrand oh, actually no. oh, as jacob mckim do you remember jacob big fucking badass googly-eyed fucking massachusetts mass hole you know <laughs> you know pick you up and throw you around if you wanted to like he was a, he is still one of my best friends, but no do you remember this? Do you remember Jake? Jake the Rake? Wait, how would I know him? He played bass for you on some of your early stuff. This would have been... Uh, oh my God, hold on. He was he played upright. He's a, he a big sandwich with glasses and a pretty intense guy. Oh fuck! Was it was it a, a, a Jacob McKim? His name is was was it a tin upright? No, no, not that kid. Oh, dude, bro, goodness! I feel terrible about this. Ah, uh, not as bad as he's gonna feel when he listens to this podcast, RJ. Well, Didn't mean to break on. you up. I guess this is a sad subject. I guess he well, didn't even remember you. Well, tell me I, <laughs> when this was. <laughs> this would have been uh, shit about the. This is probably fifteen years ago. Okay. All right. All right. It's two thousand and one. Uh, mm-hmm. Carry the four. Divided yeah, by he carried, nine. You know, he quit playing with me, and then all of a sudden he finds he was like, he's got some really great songs. He sings Are you really sure? well. Are you sure about this motherfucker? I am fucking positive. Really? Yeah. I honestly do not remember this. Well. I feel terrible. It's too bad Jake knows how to make, you know, <laughs> pipe bombs that send through the mail, you know. He's going to send me some <laughs> anthrax or some shit. <laughs> no, I said a pipe bomb. It's not going to be anthrax. It won't kill you slow. It'll kill you right away. God. Such a prima donna. No, you don't, you know, the I slow death is not fun. You I know. know. We want we want, we want it quick and, yeah. and, and yeah. thorough. Yeah. Let's take out the whole Clean city up. block. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rid of some of these old apartments. <laughs> <laughs> they want to build up anyway. Yeah, they, Jesus, man. No, uh, I don't remember that kid. Anyway. Man. Well, no, I, no, I'm curious. Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll find we'll it. We'll figure I'll, it out. I'll find the music and you're going to okay. be like, oh, Jake, that guy. He picked me up and spun me around that one time, and then I didn't call him anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's Jake. You love him. Um, hold on, let's get back to you for a minute. <laughs> I'm t- I'm tired of this me shit. Okay. All right. You can edit all this. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh yeah. We're, we're starting right now. We're starting right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So, how do you synthesize 
the music that you're enjoying and how do you synthesize it into what you do now? Or was that a longer process? Because, listen, man, you grew up in a place where the music that you play isn't necessarily the music that is here, right? So you you found inspiration mm. in something else from somewhere else. Mm. So how do you how do you synthesize that? I don't know. I, I your your use of synthesizes fucking me up. Sorry, man. I, I um, just. Um, but yeah, I, I dig what you're trying, what you're saying here. Like I, you, you were hearing this music. Well, I, I think that, I guess Dylan said it best that everything's been done, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a matter of, uh, is finding your way to approach it. Um, hmm. It's mm. all it's all relatable to a certain extent, except Zappa. I mean, Zappa's on the fuck, you know. But it Zappa's really is from another fucking planet. Well, bro. but even that. Yeah, I mean, all the there's only twelve notes, right? Right. <laughs> um, but um, at what point? I, I I think that at the end of I don't know. I, you know, I don't I don't try and I tried to hit um. Genres or points at some point, you know, like, and I, I tried to really be a good blues player mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love blues. Um, oops, sorry. Um, it's all good. But I think that the freedom is not think trying to be anything. Right. right. I mean, it, right. it's all the same at the end of the day. Like, uh, I, I still don't know how to play the thing that I want to play. Right. You know, like right. I'm still just a dumb fucking kid stumbling upon the thing that I am right. trying to say. Right. 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 Um, right. right. And as I go, I, I try to uh, get better and better at that. Of course. Know? Of course. Right. But, but just, I mean, if you can walk me through like hearing that music for the first time and you have been playing music prior to that. Mm. And then how do you, I mean, because you, I mean, when I listen to you play, it's, it feels so authentic. It feels real. Like it, it, it it's the, it's the realest it's going to fucking be. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So how do you go from being a, a Western Phoenix cat to understanding something that is not from here in a way that appeals to everyone. I mean, you, Michael, you've had this crazy, well, (laughs) you've had this, you've had this crazy run in this, in this, you, you have a reputation in town for being the guy that does this. Some bitch that stole my, oh wait, no. (laughs) That'll that'll come up later. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, like no, like, I don't. I don't know what well, you're saying at all. Well, yes. I, well, it's like it's like um, uh, you're able to synthesize again. Synthesize. Synthesize is the wrong word. I'm sorry. You're it, you're able to distill. The, the, I like that. One. Okay, I know. Me too. <laughs> 
to distill something that you heard and make it your own mm. and yet still pay homage to the thing. Mm. And no one in town, hold on, before you say anything, no one in town does what you do. Oh, motherfucker. You and Meredith, and we'll talk about that. I want to talk about that. Mm. But what you have created is so unique to you, but also it pays homage to everyone else. And I don't know if I can pick someone else out in this town that does what you do. And that is a beautiful fucking thing. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Come on, man. Brian. But that's the truth. Well, thank you so much. Um, that is the fucking truth. And you, you know how to build a fucking band. And that's another wow. skill set. Well, that's trial and error right okay. there. You know, like that's an easy one. <laughs> no, I had great pe people before, but yeah. you just get, you just keep. So, so walk me through, if you can. I know this is hard. Walk me through the moment where you could take the things that you were listening to mm -hmm. and apply them to how you play. You know, it's, can you do that? I mean, I mean, for me, it's it's a it's a very clear line, right? Uh, it's it's really it's James Taylor, James really? Taylor. Yes. So you just you saw James Taylor and you mm -hmm. said, okay," and then you have fucking uh, you just just saw that and you're like, and that's it. And then I can I can do this. This is just this like is, that this if is, I just follow these simple rules, right? And the simple rules were. Steve uh, Gadd. <laughs> so you got Todd but, Shuba, yeah, right? which is why I hate your guts. And uh, no, uh, James Taylor was the first cat, the first motherfucker that I thought I can at least sing this shit. It's in my range, mm. right? Right. And I understand finger picking. I I taught myself how to whatever do it or whatever. Sure. And so all right, so I understand that. I understand how he's musical, how he sings. I can sing in his range. I mean, granted, the, the band was fucking phenomenal. Has been for yeah. 50 years or whatever, right. 30 years, 40 years. Uh, but that was the first motherfucker where I was like, I can sing in his range. Because mm. everyone else I was listening to at the time was like, like oh, well, that's a sweet little buttery range. I mean, well, come on. Well, right. And I love yeah. it. And I love it. And so, so to be able to sing that music, finally, I could sing music that I'm hearing on the radio. Everything else was Prince, Queen, right. George Michael. Everything is too, that, that pop shit was too high for me. Well, see, I remember singing in the shower in like seventh grade. Yeah. What are we talking about? And, I can go and like, what are we singing? Well, you know, like what are the, whatever the country hits the. Class of rock, it wasn't. I wasn't singing anything. Uh, what I figured out is like I could sing anything if I wanted to. Okay. Right. And now you're not thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm. And now I can fucking sing like Al Green if I wanted to. Could you though? I could. Really. But I don't because uh, fucking Al Green is Al, Al Green. Green. Is Al Green? I could sing just like Ray Charles. But you know what? I don't because you know. I gotta sing with this piece of shit, uh, this thing because it's mine, you know. Uh, yeah. But it, I, I, I've, I mean, I remember thinking that though. Like I can, I can sing. 
I can sing this in the shower, yeah. you know? Oh, it has to be and in going, the shower. Yeah. And like the, seventh grade, and I was like, I can fucking do this. I can do anything. I can be like, <laughs> and be like I, can, I can do it all. I can do every fucking thing I wanted to do, <laughs> you know? But I decided I got so corrupted between the, the marijuana and the, the Grateful Dead and the, yeah. the Frank Zappa and the, everything yeah. that I decided that I wanted to just be like this piece of shit that I am, oh, and uh, which on, is man. great. No, no, no. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, like a, I want to be like, mm, I'm going to sing songs about killing and <laughs> um, and dying and uh, uh, <laughs> losing your, your your the love of your life, <laughs> the most sad thing that you're yeah. ever going to experience in your life, because you know. Uh, because what I, I found over those years is because, um, and I, I've said this to a lot of people, like, uh, well, you know, I don't sing songs about killing because I want to kill people. It's just like love songs. Yeah. They're the same. Yeah. Because yeah. it's about extremes of emotion. Right. And it's about capturing people and um, making them feel something. Right. And sometimes when you, even when you, fuck someone up on a murder song and they're like oh my god i can't believe you just said that and i can't believe you're talking about this right well you felt something right it maybe didn't wasn't pleasant right but you felt something and so for me it was like i found that um i like these unpleasantries sometimes yeah and i like the uh i like the feeling of um you know Interesting. Obviously, uh, you want to catch the room, right? Uh-huh. You want to, you want all of a sudden when you're in, a, you know this when you're in a room and you're playing and they're like, and you're like, and then you're like, and they everything stops, right? And they look at you, whether it's good or bad, right. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you caught and I was like, I just fucking killed her. And they look at you and you go, yeah, I said that. And now I'm, I'm going to tell you why. And right. you might be on my side by the end of the song. Right, right. You know, but it's not because I'm killing people. I, I don't want right. to kill people. Right. I, I've, I've killed so few people. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact that um, you want to catch the extremes of emotion, whether right. it's love or, or it's a doubt or it's. It's uh, yeah. confusion. It, Anything. So it, it's it's when you can catch them like that. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. And uh, I think that people miss that. And uh, you know, like even my dad with the the old country music my grandma listened to for a long time was like, well, it was, it was also sad. I didn't really like it. And then mm-hmm. he he found an appreciation for it later because he just you listen to the storytelling and you go, mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. What's there is, you know, and then after you live that, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most of us have, and and you feel that tugging at your your soul that uh, is something that, you know, it's the human condition. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's important. It, it, whatever yeah. you're saying has to be, it's important whether it's not real or not. Right. It's something that makes you feel things. Right. You know. Right. I mean, can we say that about songwriting is that whether it's real or not, as long as it makes you feel something. Right. Absolutely. Again, you know, like I've, I've killed very few people. 
And I've, I've written songs about, you know, <laughs> a lot of things that, you know, will never happen. Right. But it's because, and it's not, it's not about even, kill, it's, uh, it's not about like, a, you know, it's like, uh, you're cheating hard or, right. you know, not right. to say that I didn't feel that, but. Well, we have to, we have to embrace these emotions. Right. To be able to sing about it. And, and and make it feel real. Right. Right? I don't know, man. I haven't fucking written a song in like a year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, me neither. I've dried up. I think yeah. I'm done. I think I'm done, too. I, th- I think I'm just going to like uh, start. I, I'm done. I'm going to start getting into pottery. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to get into uh, plants. Uh, plants. Plant, planting stuff. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same thing. I haven't been... I haven't How do you been, write songs? What's your process usually? It it differs. Uh, That's an easy answer. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would love to say that like it's it's words forward and then music. I mean, do you? Or, yeah, do you, you usually write words and then apply music, or do you? Come up with a riff, and you do it that way. It's it's all of the above. Yeah. Um, whatever it takes to get the thing over. Um, do you write uh, usually like uh, you shed on something for a long time? No. 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 It's I, usually like it, it comes to it, you. It and has then, to come out. Mm-hmm. Or or it's an orphan. I, I feel the same way. Like a, I feel like a steward of most of my songs. Like yeah. the, my, be, my favorite ones, at least, like that I just... You know, you like, had less to do with it. Well, I, yeah, I was like, a, I was watching the sky that night when no one else was, and I caught that uh, little right. thing that, that came one down. moment. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah, exactly. And I like that. Yes, I've also worked hard on songs, and some of them that I like. Some, most of the ones I like the most, I feel like I, I worked the less on because right. they just fell into place. Right, but right. um, you know, I. <sighs> And I have a hundred songs that I started writing that just they may never see the right light of day. Even though I love this, right? I, this one bit I or whatever. I just can't. Tra- right. I just can't put it all do, together. Do you find that that um, traveling is inspiring to you? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So going up, like when you go to Nebraska or when you go to Colorado, like mm-hmm. you're you start to 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 put some pieces together. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, only because I haven't been able to put anything together in a while. Yeah. But no, right. yes, though. Yes. Because I, I, I feel like, you know, Twain said it best with his old bit about uh, traveling being, yeah. you know, important to the, the, the soul. And, yeah. and I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that, I've been missing for the yeah. last several years having babies is that we don't have that freedom mm-hmm. and you know, like trying to say, well, how do we get to the next level? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that next level means you travel all the time. Right. And it's like, well, Oh, well, now we have these babies. Yeah. And you know, like, uh, yeah, it's a paradox of its own, but, uh, but, but, but in a beautiful way and, 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 and we're going to take a little break, but I want to come back and, talk to you about meeting Meredith and starting uh, that that family. Yeah. So, 
So the story goes is sponsored by the Engstrom team. We're talking about talking about Becky, talking about Carrie, talking about Kate. This is a mother-daughter real estate team with Coldwell Banker Realty. And listen, I highly recommend these ladies because not only have they been working the market for 25 years here in Phoenix, they helped me find my first home. They're dear friends of mine. They're crazy music fans. And listen, I had a bunch of questions, and I don't know anything about the real estate market. They're going to help you out. Just reach out. If you have any questions, when to buy, when to sell, who knows? 480-250-1936. Find them online, engstromteam.com, E-N-G-S-T-R-O-M-team.com. Do the right thing. Um, can you tell me when you met Meredith? Your wife. Oh, oh, Meredith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, um... How did that play out? We met at a party, a friend of ours, Dave Peterson's house in Tempe, and uh, someone came up to me and said, I want to introduce you to my favorite blues singer. And uh, I was like, really? Well... Let's go see what's happening over on this part of the yard that I haven't been to yet, you know. And so she takes me over there, and there's Meredith sitting in the chair. And and she says, this is my favorite blues singer. I want to introduce you to my favorite guitar player, blues guitar player, blues. You know, blues is tossed around haphazardly at these days. And uh, anyway, and uh, we met each other, and I looked at her, and I was like, And now, it was a time in my life, you know. Yeah. And uh, we met. And I said, and I was, don't want to say, smitten. Anyhow, I was like, you were smitten. My goodness. Now, and then she said, well, I'm looking at starting a band. I said, me too. I've been playing solo for the last couple years, and uh, I've been thinking about, getting a band together and i got this upright bass player so anyway she's like i'm thinking about doing like a blues and a hip-hop thing and i was like it's really good to meet you i'll talk to you later <laughs> See you, soon. you know <laughs> yeah. and i'll admit to that because it that was how i felt at that time i was like yeah. i love hip-hop too like i yeah. said in the beginning of this you know yeah. like my fan and i i love good old school hip-hop i do it's part of my dna yeah it's what i grew up so 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 what 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 were those hip-hop acts just just uh, just real young mc i love yeah dj quick um all dre shit uh you know like come on snoop i I mean yeah can you so early uh, uh, early 2000s uh well all of it that's that was good i mean (laughs) You know, outcast, uh, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, all right, I got you. All man. that shit is. I got you, man. Anything that's good is good. It, true. You know, true. Um, just because I couldn't get really behind the grunge shit doesn't mean that modern shit doesn't matter when it's good. Okay, but it's like the, you know. All right, all right. So, so you meet Meredith, and, I mean, and how does it change the thing? Because now. I mean, so what happens is, okay, tell me, I I'm playing this 
And you, you said you were there at the first gig. Uh, well, motherfucker. I, I just now, I, the first baby, gig. Happened, I just okay happened like this. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm listening. You, can you listen for a second? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> there was some Cajun place at like. <laughs> Okay. All right. You don't, do, no, it's right. true. Okay. There was some little cage place at in, in Mesa or Chandler. I don't remember where it was. Okay. I wrote a song called Cage Cafe about this place. And so what she did, she came in and uh, I was the, I guess I was the opening act because uh, I, I play. <laughs> what the fuck is so sorry, funny, I motherfucker? I don't, okay. I don't know what is so funny anymore. All right. <clears throat> I'm just listening. Can we get? Yes. Yep. And go. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, um, we I'm playing this show out at this Cajun spot, and I uh, know she opened for me anyway. But she opened for me with my old songwriting partner, my first band. Now you're cooking with gas. It was a guy named uh, Dave, and uh, Dave. Uh, DL, mm-hmm. as some people know, um, <laughs> they were playing together, and so they had great songs, and so we found each other, right? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. I guess. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm glad we got around to this. <laughs> Jesus, man. God damn Just it. Just fucking say it how it is, man. Uh, anyway, it was meant to be, obviously. Yes. God damn it. As soon as we got together, I was uh, going through a divorce, and she was. Uh, lesbian and we made the most of it and yeah. uh i yeah. had a little baby and we uh made we, more we found each other and uh yeah and what an incredible band i can't believe how lucky i am i mean that's really what it comes down yes to. And, and and i will reinforce that and say that you better add every bit of this <laughs> All I can say is that the Sugar Thieves, I'm sorry, but the Sugar Thieves are one of the most recognizable bands in this fucking town. Oh, you think so? No, I know so. Really? What I love about you guys is that you do your shit unapologetically. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's it. I mean, but what other fucking band in town does that? Okay, so you want to get down to the brass tacks of it all? Yes, That is the... most important thing i think to me at least and you know i feel like uh you know the leader of this band a lot of times yeah and that's not to say that meredith isn't the leader of this band and at times even shay yeah uh, (laughs) but you know it, it really though because it's not a thing like that it's not a thing that is, is just, it's not for one person. Right. But um, um, I feel exactly like you said, this band is, uh, if nothing else, mm-hmm. unapologetic yes. about exactly who we are and yes. what we're doing. Yes. And that's the only thing that matters. I don't want to tell you that I'm this. I don't want to be that. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's right. about uh, right. telling the best stories that we yeah. can tell and right. just only making ourselves happy. And I hope that you find happiness also along the way. 
You say that you're tough enough, but you can't stand the sight of blood. You're wrapped up in a kitchen chair. Your plan is dubious, but you can't say that you know me well. Back in the day when we were friends. As a songwriter, how quickly do you write with Meredith? Or is it more you deliver or something, or she delivers something? Like, what is that process? So the the best things I've ever written, I feel like, like my most creative guitar parts or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, we always played like bullshit duo gigs, like it. Yeah. Camelback in, right? Or you know, like we're out there, you know, yeah. four hours, yeah. for nobody. Right. They don't give a shit what right. you're doing out right. there. Right. And right. Uh, you're just out there. And uh, and I'd start out, we'd get back from our break, and I'd be like, ding, 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 ding. she'd be like, what's that? Keep that. Oh, you like that? Okay. <laughs> I have a riff. And she, she'd start singing. And I'm like, oh, now I got to do something, right? And I'd be like, and I found I'd find this fucking thing that I wouldn't normally do. Yeah. And it would work. And I'd be like, ooh, yeah. What the fuck and is it? In yeah. five twenty minutes we'd have a song. No shit. A song that was like needed to be put together, but it was done. Right. It had every part. Right. And and I'd be like, I couldn't believe it. Cause she could just fucking right. make she could sing just uh. so my favorite songs I've ever written really was with Meredith we were just out there she'd make it up and she'd go like keep that part and then I'd play a lick and she'd say you know I'd play it for her later like okay let's write that song I'd get home and that's not how you played it and we like well I think that anyway we'd stop and all of a sudden five minutes later no shit there would be one of my favorite songs I ever written, you know, like oh my just God. little parts about it yeah. that I, I wouldn't have done on my own. Right. I just, in the moment I tried for something. Right. And all of a sudden something worked, you know, like that's how my favorite ones that we've done have happened. And that's Meredith without her. Right. It wouldn't have happened right. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of the, the fact that like, a. Fat Lip Mom Blues. I wrote, she wrote the first record, uh, the first, first verse. Yeah. And then I wrote her other two verses, cool. which I thought were, they're very clever. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> listened to this song, but I was Can like, Can we listen to it? I fucked myself up because I was like, you know, I told it like it was, but we were stalled a little bit. And uh-huh. I was like, I wrote, she wrote the first one, her first verse, and my first verse. And then I was like, I just wrote it. Yeah. And I was like, sing this. And she sang it. And uh, it's really good. But yeah. I fucked myself up a little. I shot myself in the foot a little Why? bit. Why? Why? How? I don't know. They're just very honest, I guess. Uh, Can we listen to that song? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Right. But you can't. Oh, better 
Meredith is such a prolific writer that she can yeah. just she does it now and the things I'm most proud of sometimes are the things that we came up with and mm-hmm. half a breath mm-hmm. and just playing together my process has always been you know the derelict at the end of the night uh-huh. and everyone's asleep and I'm out there at three right and I catch a shooting star and I yeah I, I follow it and I I find something yeah well, and you have, I mean, now I, I have little people. Yeah, you have three beautiful daughters. So I'm not like derelict. Four, right? Four beautiful, wonderful daughters. Yeah. Um, yeah. My biggest is, she's an adult now. Yeah. And a little baby, but uh, she's 22 years old. Oh and God, she's an yeah. amazing human being. Yeah. Her yeah. name is Delphi Rain. Yeah. And she is one of my very best songs I ever wrote was for her and it's called the phantom and it's on uh i think it's on the self-titled record which has the sugar packet on the front yeah yeah, yeah. um it's called the phantom it's a great song for a great human being yeah yeah how has um how has being a uh a family man affected your uh creativity i think probably positively yeah for the most part because uh you know, we actually have real things mm-hmm. to write about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a real place to come. Not that people without kids don't have that, but uh, we have three small children. So right. you're just like your job really is to make sure that they don't die. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, because they they don't know any better, and right. if you just left them their own devices, you know, like you'd probably lose at least one or two of them because, you know, like, shit's crazy out there. This world is nuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we're really just working hard to make sure that all the babies survive. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Does that... I know you guys have toured before. Oh, yeah. At least once. And you still tour, you know? Your mom tours. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you bringing this up? You know, this is a sensitive subject for me. Well, no. I'm not touring at all anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> th- th- this is important because you're not the only motherfucker who has kids, right? And who is right. trying to tour. So what is your solution to that thing? Like, how do you make that work? You know, uh, it, it it's difficult. And we're, we're wrestling all the time with how yeah. to... Um, be a good family and mm-hmm. also tour, right? Create and uh, continue question. to gig even, right? Um, That's my because question. it's very difficult because yes. Meredith struggles with this a lot of times because yeah. let's be honest, Meredith is the smart part of our band. She takes, yeah. she does all of the the booking and the all the of the business, right? And right. Um, you know, it's it's difficult. Yes. Because um, we now have three new human beings that depend on us to survive. The most wonderful yeah. beings in the world. But yeah. still, if you dumped right. them off in the little, middle of the <laughs> desert, they wouldn't know what the hell to do, you know? 
they will soon, but you know, like for now, they're just like they're just you know they don't know what's going on. No, but, but what? You no, know, but they're incredible beings, and so we have to mold these people right. into better people than we are. Right. Is the goal right, right of any human being? And right. say when you have other human beings that come from you, you make them better than you are. Right. That's that's and the goal. Uh, so. It's difficult because all we want to do is spend time with them. We right. also want to be creative and have our own peace of mind and our uh, relationship between ourselves. But right. Uh, right, Meredith is an incredible force. Uh, when I first met her, and I looked at this woman and mm. said, "Oh my God!" You know, like, and Meredith will say, "Is like as soon as she saw me." She knew that we had to be uh, involved in some capacity. It was not mm-hmm. even necessarily romantic, but it's it was mm-hmm. the same where it's like I met her and it was like this is something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was still in a in a former life really, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful and innocent while that time lasted Mm -hmm. and i found one of the greatest friends i'd ever found in meredith Mm -hmm. and uh recorded for her for her first record and she had scotty johnson on guitar oh yeah her first band funk trunk and she had like a uh jb on drums uh jamal baker Uh uh-huh fucking incredible band and then we had wrote this song together she came out and i was like heartbroken on my porch surrounded by beer cans and bottles and we met and she'd come over and we started writing together and that was our uh relationship yeah nothing more you know it was we were professional yeah and friends as soon as i met her i knew that she was my person that i needed to be around thank you for his uh, spending time with me. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's no, it doesn't have to be. Uh, but but it but it has been a minute, you know. And what do you feel? How do you feel about? Um, have you checked out the uh, Steely Dead? Did you go to that show? No. Did, do you so- know what I do? I don't go out of town. <laughs> I don't go anywhere unless I'm been paid for it because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I am a family man. I don't go places anymore. I would love to come and see you play. I've never actually heard you sing. Oh, well. <laughs> That's not true. That, that, you know. So would you have gone to that show? Oh, sure. If I was like a, a free man, <laughs> if I was a merchant seaman <laughs> loose on the world... I'd have fucking gone to that show. I'd have fucking, god damn it, I'd have done it all. But you, but you enjoy Steely Dan. And- I don't know. I, no, I, I, I don't actually know if I would. You're right. You know, you're right. and you're gonna make me say it. Well, just and say that's it. true because I love Dave Abraham. Yeah, and uh, I love the Grateful Dead. I like Steely Dan, but I don't love him like you do. Mm. That's not my deal. It's not my thing. Right. It's really, that's the truth of it. Right. Because it's totally cool. Um, you know, it's too slick for me. It's Mm. like we were trying to dissect some of this music earlier. Now, a lot of this and Brian Chartrand. 
Yes. I don't know if you know this, oh. but this might be the crux of the biscuit. Oh. What What is the difference between me and you? You know, um, because you're talented. No, fuck your face. I- <laughs> um, 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 we play Americana music, right? Yeah, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, oh, this is we both write songs. We're doing singer songwriter bullshit, we, right? We've been talking about this shit. And uh, how do you define what? what and what do you? How do you define how what do you you're define? doing? Which is total bullshit. Also, this agreed. Is, this is total bullshit. Agreed. If I had to define you, I would say <laughs> that uh, Brian Chartrand is it's Americana. Yes. Right. You're rooted. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's fucking slick as Al Snotch, you know? What? Slick. Slick. Slick as as Al Snot? Yeah, it's very, it's very, you know, it's very, uh, it's slick. Owl Snot. Owl. Owl Snot. Owl Snot. Like a, uh, yeah, the bird that's nocturnal. Nocturnal bird. With the big eyes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's that slick. It's very slick. <laughs> what the owl snot, the snot of the owl is very, owl. very slick. Really? It's viscous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like fucking, it's like castor. Yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> it, it. It's like the best lubricant you're ever going to have. It's like packing grease, you know, okay. except it's not as, as dark, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Um, All right. So, what I do is slick, like owl snot. And what you do is what? It, mean and dirty. Okay. Nasty. Maybe like a not always right. You know? I don't you know what right you do is is really is also very polished. And what I do is not polished. And but, uh but, and it's 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 the difference is like, yeah, you're like a good and i'm like no you know like no. I, i'm like the no. i'm like the rusty no. uh, uh the patina good you know like uh it's not like paul good I, it's like a I, you have to really you gotta buy into it you know like <laughs> i i see what you're saying but but we but hold on but we share a lot of the same musicians right right yeah. so they understand both right Whoa. and well you can say what i do is polished and i can say what you would do is patinaed but it's the same shit right on some yeah. level on some absolutely. level right there's, absolutely there's a there's a there's a true north there's a there's a a bottom line there's a there's a backbone Word. of all this shit word up right? brother what we benefit from is great fucking players we're so fucking lucky. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Agreed. look at. And you know what? Fuck those guys at the same time because you know what? <laughs> they they would be nothing without us. <laughs> I love you. No, no offense. You know. <laughs> Oh God damn it! We are the very lucky. Yeah, Michael Lander, appreciate you, brother. I love you, bro. Thanks Thanks for for having me. Thanks for coming down, Uh, man. I I think I should probably uh, (laughs) threaten to stab you again. (laughs) That's just how it usually happens when we (laughs) hang out together.
<laughs> but uh, maybe next time. I'll do All it right. next time, okay? All right. Well, Sound fine. good? All right. Thanks for having Jamie. me. Love rapping with you. Yes. And I, I'm a big fan, man. Well, I'm a big fan. Fuck your face.